From the moment a child is born to the moment they're able to walk on their two little feet, children are sponges, constantly learning, adapting, and growing from their environment. And as parents, it's our job to be our children's first teachers and raise them the best way we know. But with the times changing, the traditional ways of parenting seem to be a little outdated now. And that's why I invited my friend from way back, Nikki Mendoza, a certified Montessori teacher who's here to share with us how different the Montessori way of raising your kid is from the traditional way. Check out the first part of my convo with Nikki on this episode of Mother of Fact. Okay, first of all, thank you so much for agreeing to guest on my podcast. I've known you since high school. We're batchmates. We went to different schools, but... I feel like if you go to an all-girls school, you sort of know other girls from other all-girls schools. Yeah. Right. In QC. In QC. Or like in the central. Yeah, area. yeah. But dude, it's been so long. <laughs> I know. Crazy. Been... Wait, I don't even know. I don't remember the last time I saw oh, you my. or where it was because that's how long ago it was. I remember I had a, was it a Nokia Yung paikot pa yung keypads. I feel like that was one of the last oh times gosh. I saw you. <laughs> Super crappy. We were in a fair in like St. Paul, maybe. We were with Leanne. Mm-hmm. Remember Leanne Rubio? Of course. Yeah. So yeah. Leanne was there. And yeah. yeah. Nokia days. Nokia days. <laughs> Kung ano ano. May pabilog na keypad. May maliit. May, may butterfly yung ano. May, may QWERTY. Yes. Na slide up. Gosh, it's been, <laughs> it's been so long. But you are, like the reason why I wanted to get you on podcast is because you are now a Montessori teacher. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about what you've been up to lately? Since we haven't seen each other in so long, I don't even know where lately we'll starts. Like, what is, <laughs> where's lately? <laughs> I guess I can tell you what I'm doing currently. Okay, tell me what you're is, doing currently. Okay, um, currently I... How do I summarize this? Or should I just elaborate on it? Go ahead. But basically, I'm a consultant for families who want to raise their children the Montessori way. And how I'm doing that is through a company called Montessori Lifestyle Inc. or MLI. And it's basically anything that a parent needs, you know, support, ideas, activities, a curriculum. Um, We try to provide them with the support that they need. Because right now, I guess because of the pandemic, there's so many people who need that kind of support. And I guess... How everything fell into place for me is a story in itself, but I think I'm in this for a big reason, Mm -hmm. a bigger picture. Yeah. I feel like if you get into something at our age, you don't just get into it for for the heck of it, right? There has to be a big reason. Yeah. It's a big Mm -hmm, investment. mm -hmm. You know, you really sort of, you were my choice for this episode because I remember one time when I took a picture in my kid's playroom, you commented, I love the open shelves. Is it the open shelves? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's such a that's such a Montessori thing to say, right? <laughs> Wait, is it is it not Montessori? I don't like, know. If, it, if you're not, did you get what I meant when I said that? I did. Oh, okay. When you have kids, you learn all sorts of things about development of humans that you mm-hmm. never knew before, right? Because nobody yeah, remembers how they were brought up. You know how you're yeah how you're taught to. Or no one tells you how you're growing up. Like, hey, this is this, <laughs> this is Montessori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody says yeah. that. And so when you say that, and you say, oh, 
uh, I really love your shelves and I know that you really do stand by the Montessori way. In fairness, ah, to open shelves. <laughs> Gets mo ba? Oh, 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 oh. So actually, um, I don't know, ever since I got into Montessori, it's so different from what I grew up in. Like, but I grew up in a very conventional or traditional way. Okay. And so when I think about Montessori, parang now that I'm learning it in my age, it's like, it's so real. It's so different from conventional mm. that when I see like, you know, your picture of an open shelf, like it stands out to me that that's Montessori. And I admire people who know a, a little or a lot about it because it's, I, I, I like I said, I didn't grow up in it. Yeah, me neither. The difference. And even when I took the course, I did not know what to expect. I didn't know I was going to learn a different method. Mm-hmm. And whatever that method was that was taught to me, it's like, Everything was so different. And going back to that open shelf, I had to comment. <laughs> open shelf. Love it. <laughs> you mentioned a course, Nikki. What what course did you take? Well, it's um so it, in order to become a Montessori teacher, you have to be Montessori certified mm-hmm. in whatever you know, organization, affiliation, or whatever it is. And so me, I took uh it's called an associate's degree if you took that i mean in uh, in the u.s terms because i took my course in in the states but i don't know what it would be called now i think it's like a certification Mm -hmm. (laughs) sorry Mm -hmm. i should probably know the better terms by now but yeah it's a montessori certification so that i can teach montessori okay oh that's a full year a year yeah a year okay wow well, a year of training and then a year of being in the classroom. Parang practical. Okay, so you didn't grow up the Montessori way. I didn't grow up mm-hmm. the Montessori way. Why did you decide to take up this course on being Montessori certified? Well, the initial reason is because I wanted to experience some sort of education in the U.S. or some sort of international education. And I have friends who were taking up Montessori in the U.S. So they're like, you know, why don't you look into it? You love kids. I was actually in events before I got into Montessori. So super different. But they're like, you know, you love kids. Why don't you look into getting certified as a Montessori teacher? And I read, you know, of course, I Googled what is Montessori. And it explains a little bit about the philosophy of it. And it's just it just resonated with me. It's like. If I had grown up in this kind of, you know, way, I didn't even know much about it when I was reading into it. But if I actually were to raise my kids, I would want it to be this kind of way. Because mm-hmm. I read para learning independence. It focuses on independence and self-paced. Um, you teach yourself. And it's all about, you know, relevant lessons. It's not something that's so disconnected. Like I come in, I have to learn about colors, but what if I'm actually focused on butterflies or something? Okay. So it just was so different to me that I decided, okay, I get to go to the States. I get to have my international uh-huh. education. And also at the same time, it's something that I think I want to learn. So after you took that course, were your expectations met? Like what what was the what was the path after that? You know what I'm not gonna I'm not even exaggerating. First day, 
day one of the course, mm-hmm. I was already like, okay, I'm so convinced. <laughs> I remember our first day, it was just the, our trainer was talking about how this is different from conventional and why it's different okay. from conventional. Mm-hmm. So like the basics of like, you know, there's no homework. <laughs> like what? Okay, game. <laughs> well, that's too bad, but um. I don't know. It's just how everything is learning with tangible experiences, with, um, like I said, relevance. Mm-mm. It's something that is relevant to each kid. Yeah. And, you know, every kid is unique. So I don't know. I feel like I just babbled into theory. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Earlier you said that, you know, Montessori, when you, when you discovered it, you, you found it was so real. Mm-hmm. And um, that's something I think a lot of people use to describe the Montessori way, right? It's real, it's natural is what it is. Like as somebody who's taken that course, how different is it from, from traditional? Um, well, from the surface, it's, first of all, it's one-on-one teaching. Mm. Um, you know, with a tra- uh, versus conventional school where there's a teacher, there's one teacher uh, facing the entire class or maybe there are different desks of children. Um, let's say if, if it was in a preschool yeah. scenario, they have different desks. In Montessori, children come in, they roam around, and they decide what they what attracts them. That's why the open shelf is so big, because they look at an open shelf and they decide what is attractive to me. And they'll come to the teacher and say, can you show me how to do this? And the teacher, or we actually don't teach, we just demonstrate. Uh-huh. <laughs> we demonstrate how that object is played with, yeah. quote unquote, or how the object is manipulated. So that by manipulating it, you learn, let's say, numbers, or you learn um, smallest to biggest, or you learn, you know, design concepts. Whereas in a traditional or a conventional school, all the children come in and the teacher has a plan for the day. And the, the plan is, okay, today we're going to learn about our colors. And all the children will learn together. Maybe they're exploring. Maybe they're also like manipulating other things. But all of them are learning colors at the same time. And what's different about Montessori is, I guess, the person, Maria Montessori, she recognized that. When children come into school, everyone, I mean, these children have their particular different interests. It's all different. So if a child's mind is not in colors, the likelihood of them remembering it for a long period of time or actually embracing and really being so curious that they will dive so deep into that concept when their mind is in bicycles or or I don't food. know um, numbers yeah, yeah. or food or you know socializing so that I guess I I, I hope I was able to paint yeah 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 is this is this um is this the like if Maria Montessori were to like describe you know Montessori what would the definition be well she has a lot of um remarkable quotes mm-hmm. like one of them is follow the child. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Basically, you know, that statement alone, it's like you don't have a plan for this child when they come into the class. Mm. You follow them and they'll go to a shelf and they'll pick something and you'll think, oh, why did they pick that? Maybe they're interested in 
you know, uh, learning letters yeah. and that's why they pick that or why did they pick that they want to learn about the world because they choose a, a globe or something. So that's when you come in as a teacher and write that down and say, okay, let's say Jacob is so interested in colors. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do, I'm going to prepare this material yeah. for him tomorrow. Mm -mm. Wow. Do people, are they intimidated by the word Montessori? Like families, yeah. When they think about Montessori. Ah, mahirap yan. Ah, You know what? Surprisingly, families are more of I want to know more rather than they have a, an impression of it. Now, no. Parang, yeah, now they're like, oh, Montessori. What is this about? Mm -mm. More, more than oh, that sounds very intimidating. Yeah. Yeah, because that, I feel like that was one of the first things that, as a parent, right, you end up taking care of a baby, and then you have to think about schooling, and there's so many types of schools, there's a conventional, and there's the, mm -hmm. you know, there's so many different kinds, and one of the things that really stuck out when people were talking about Montessori was that the toys have to be wooden, like, that was the thing, and so my friends would be <laughs> gifting me wooden toys, because, you know, they... They know that, that that's what I was leaning towards. But is that the wooden toys thing? Is that, is that something that's um, one of the philosophies of Montessori? Well, it's, it's part of the design aspect of how Marina Montessori designed the materials. Um, I would say that it's correct to think that Montessori is for wooden toys, but it's not correct to think that it's only wooden toys. In fact, I mean, speaking of the design philosophy, Maria Montessori believed that children holding different types of material is essential for their learning, like holding um, wood, metal, glass, rocks. Yeah. You know, all of these different cement, you know, different, different makes. And I guess what Montessori is not very supportive of is plastic. I'm sure you probably heard that yeah. somewhere. Yeah, plastic. Yeah, plastic. Only not that it's not helpful to children or not that it's not effective because there are definitely toys out there that are effective that are made of plastic. It's just that I guess plastic is so permanent. It doesn't really help a child learn to be gentle with it or to appreciate its value because you know they, they just throw it around and it's not going to break they can throw it across the room it's not going to break so of course when they hold other things they're going to just throw it around and they're not going to realize that there's value to these things that they're holding that's why it's not just the wood it's it's the glass it's the metal it's you know all of these different Makes. Galing, no? Because I'm already learning, like, the, the word intentional comes to mind when, mm -hmm, when, we, mm -hmm. when we keep talking about Montessori is, you know, because, you know, let the child lead, follow the child, and, you know, you want them to, to think about all of these materials, diba It's really like an embedding of a, like a, it's like a stewardship, an intentional thing right. in the child, right? Right, right. Actually, that's... One of the things that Maria Montessori says about, you know, teachers or, or um, adults who go through the training is that there's like this sense of like a renewed kind of spirit. I think it sounds a little deep, but I, I see that because now 
that word intentional, you you have to have that mind when you're you're designing or you're preparing the classroom because every single minute detail it it actually affects the learning experience. Even you know to the colors, to the design of it, to the patterns or um, where it's from. Like you get you know you one of the things I love doing is I get cultural objects from different countries or different places and I bring it to the classroom or maybe it's even just a small bag and it matters. It actually matters to children. You've been working with parents. You, you know, you said you're mm-hmm. a consultant for, for families. What is one of the main reasons why they come to you? What are like the, the struggles, maybe the problems that they have? course every parent is different i can't really say that that, you know there's a main one but um i guess one of the things that i try to look for with working with parents is their desire to be that intentional person (laughs) like you you mentioned like if you have this desire to be intentional with your approach i can help you with that like how can you be intentional is that that's where i can help you with but um, I guess families who come to me, they need my guidance because number one, they don't know anything about Montessori or maybe they're confused because there's just an information overload out there, you know, who, where do I look for resources? How do I know if it's actually verified um, information about Montessori? So a lot of, you know, while there's just a wealth of information out there, it can get you lost because you don't know where to go. So um, I guess that's why parents come to MLI because they think that they'll, I mean, they believe that we can provide that, you know, the answers or not not necessarily the answers, but at least the support and the direction and, you know, modeling at the very least and a support system Mm. of other parents as well. Mm. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about MLI. How young can a child be for you to apply Montessori ways or the Mo- Montessori style of teaching? Well, I guess strictly with our services, we only offer for children between two and a half to six and a half years old for the full program. But we also have, you know, modular services that we are about to offer which actually we've been offering it it's just something that we haven't really focused much on so for the coaching program the full program it's for two and a half to six and a half years old but of course it's a it's our goal to expand to more age levels because interestingly there are families who are looking for guidance as early as one year old and Montessori is recommended as early as, you know, zero Newborn. years old. Newborn, yeah. So mm. we want to offer support for those families as well. What are some of the things that parents of newborns can, you know, start with? Well, I mean, I guess the first thing that you need to know is the whole mindset as a parent. If, especially if you're a new parent. Becoming a parent, you have the wisdom from your own parents, right? But then this child is a totally different individual that, you know, your parents are different individuals too. So um, I guess it's just having that proper mindset is what's important when you have a newborn. Like 
how am I supposed to, how much or how little am I supposed to give in terms of support so that they can become independent, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, not too reckless, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so how do I approach my child so that they learn how, you know, self-discipline and uh, modulate the, the, their emotions and all of those things. So I think that's that's what's important at that age. Um, consistency, learning schedules, like uh, feeding schedules, all of those routines, practical, yes, routines. Yeah. It's more on that than the physical toys mm. that are manipulated in the higher levels or the older levels or two and a half to six years. Killing no. So now it's clear that the <laughs> conventional style is just, you know, you're more of just um, putting everyone together and teaching a singular lesson, but then. But then right, Montessori right. is just really child-led. You're just going yes. with the flow of how human mm-hmm. development really is. Exactly. It's more of, you know, that natural development. Like every child has this natural desire to learn. Every child has this natural desire to become independent. I don't want my mom to carry me all the time. I mean, I'm sure your kids always tell you this. My turn, my turn. I want to do it. I want to. I can do it. I can do it. Because all of them have this natural desire, and it's really just a matter of following what particular desire or interest they're in, so that we can maximize the potential ah. at that particular moment. It's it's really something, no? Once you once you look into Montessori, it's just a whole different world. One of the things that I really like about it is. Okay, not really like. One of the things I also <laughs> really hate about it is the mess. Because people say Montessori it can get messy, right? You're, you're supposed <laughs> to be ready for the mess. Can we talk a little bit about mess making in kids and oh, what yeah. that does for yeah, them? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, I'm smiling because it's actually not messy. <laughs> it is messy. For the adult who's going to clean for it. For the adults yeah. who's going to clean it. But it's only going to take a little while. Like, for me, I actually see that kids are so particular with cleanliness. But it's just that their bodies can't really control. You know, they can't really control. So they end up making a mess. And, you know, as they're doing that experience, they're suddenly learning about different sensory experiences. And so they're just going to make a bigger mess and a bigger mess. And that's all of it you know, spirals down and it does become messy. But eventually you you teach children the tools so that they can become less messy. You give them ground rules like, okay, you can only work with paint, but you can work with paint, but you can only work within this triangle or within this square. And, you know, even that little challenge for them is like so exciting that you kind of impose your strict cleanliness measures, but at the same time, they're enjoying because they have that challenge. But it's not its not always going to be as clean as you expect. It's not, you know, it could be so clean today and then tomorrow it's going to be chaos. It's not really a matter of how do we teach these children, but maybe it's also a matter of how do we learn to accept that mm. there will be mess? Yeah, no. And what 
Diba? Yeah. I mean, another thing, of course, that is very Montessori is that children need to be responsible over the mess. Like, sure, you can make a huge mess, but you need to clean that up. And if you don't clean that up, I can help you. But tomorrow, this is not going to be available for you until you know how to. Yeah. Until you know how to. Yeah. It really is something. How about, you know, the pandemic has forced some people who are so sanai to send their kids to school, send their kids to daycare. They've had to learn how to teach their children at home. And, you know, people have been saying that the ages zero to six are, are one of the most vital, like the most vital years in a child's life. And so for parents like me who have had to carry that, you know, the task of educating their young kids. Enjoyed learning from the Montessori way of parenting? Make sure to click the follow button to be notified when part two drops. Mother of Fact is proudly an Anima podcast. Check out other great content by following Anima online at Anima Pods on Twitter and Instagram. Digging the podcast so far? Leave a rating and don't be shy to record a voice message for me. You might just end up in the next episode. Click the link in the description or hit me up online. It's at Ricky Flow.